I said amen. Sit on top of your enemies. Hallelujah. Well, I'm very, 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 very blessed to be here. Can I have an amen? And I'm very grateful to God for today and for this awesome opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you. Amen. Um, in Makesim, it's uh, is our all of us our town because that's our first in this hometown. So we all come here, amen. So we all from here in a certain way. So I want to thank God for being God making it possible for us to have a church here and seeing the church working by the grace of God, amen. I want to thank God for, um, like, um. Reverend Philip said, um, bless God for the lead that God has given us. Amen. Bless God for his life and for where God is taking us as a ministry. And we need to be able to see that not every church has what we have. Amen. To have a building and then to have a, an office block coming up. It's a blessing of the Lord. Amen. And that block shall be completed in Jesus' name. Your amen is very feeble. God will give us the grace and the mercy to be able to finish it. But I want to thank God for Reverend Philip and his wonderful wife. I don't know what is happening, but. He's growing younger and younger every day, I tell you. Right. You need the prayer that was beautifully, beautifully. You are very anointed by the grace of God. Amen. And um, God bless you. And um, for all the pastors and shepherds and minister shepherds and all types of shepherds, helping center leaders and all that, God bless you for your faithfulness and your dedication to the ministry. Right. And then also, um, uh, I want to say a big thank you to um, the, fa the fact that many of you have also contributed towards the building we have and towards the office block. May God remember you and bless you in Manchester. Say amen. I feel blessed to be here and I feel honored. It's only those who are cooking with you are wearing face masks. Everybody is happy. <laughs> what a shock. I think there's coronavirus in Makesin. Is there? But the way you are dancing and happy, I think your choirs are fantastic. This choir is, I think you follow us to our choir. What do you think? Blessing to have all these. You know, we are in a church where everybody can do something. Isn't it? Yeah. The young, the old, the middle age, everybody 
has a role to play in the church. And I am I'm very thankful to God for this awesome blessing of being a church where we don't have the pastor, get the pastor superstar, but everybody is a star in the church. I see you becoming a star in Jesus' name. But I see you becoming a star in Jesus' name. God will bless us and God will help us. Hallelujah. And God will keep our church fruitful and flourishing. Shout amen. I'm going to share with you very briefly. This is a short message. Like um, Philip said, um, it's a, it's a person to come in. You know, he's been here for 15 years now, Marcusin. For 15 years. Uh, that's a long time. And uh, we have not come to visit you yet. Remember, we passed through here a number of times beside the mission. When I come from Takrad, we always pass by and all that. But um, the prophet decided that I should come and check on him. And I think that the way I see him looking. I think we look after him very, very well. He looked like a, a fanting, a, a, a fanting uh, young man. Handsome, fanting young man. He was from Wasi, what a show. The propheticity. <laughs> well, it's a blessing. And uh, bless God, I was happy to see, I'm happy to see your children as well. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Growing well and serving the Lord. It's a blessing to have your children in church. May be a family that serves God all the time. Say amen again. So, um, just a short message to all of us, and then we will be leaving here shortly. I'm going to pray for a short time. Try, I'll try and end the service before 2 o'clock. If you know that uh, next week we have Honor the Prophet Sunday, am I right? If you are aware of it, give me away. Right, so, and I believe that your heart is prepared and you are ready to honor. Are you ready to honor? Yes. And it's important, it's important that we all honor because you see, in this church, this ministry, right, beautiful, in this church and this ministry, we are. Um, thoughts how to honor not just the pastor but anybody important in your life can I have an amen I learned how to honor fathers when I met Bishop several years ago after a while and so on he taught me how to honor my biological father as I have been close to him I've been close to, as I got close to Bishop, I've honored my, my, I became closer to my biological father. Because I got to know, I learned so much from him. Long before I started teaching on how to honor fathers, personal teaching, private lessons, how to honor. You know, some of us, we grew up with all sorts of situations in our lives, and some of you are, and you grew up angry with your father or your mother. But as I got close to, my bishop, I realize that it's important that we we uh, learn to honor the people who are through whom we become who we are. So I learned to honor my biological father through him, and so many things that we learn to 
we will have made as I go close to him. So when we talk about only the prophet, and just if you like, one particular Sunday that we honor him with substance. But we must honor the important all the time in our lives. Can I have any name? God brings people away for a reason. And so may you not trivialize your relationships. Can I have an amen? amen? Is it Kaku that they are bringing here? It's an abattoir. Huh? The church is next to an abattoir. That's right. Wow. They can have kebab. You have to have kebab joints here. They rather disturb us with their smoke. <laughs> the smoke is dead. Oh, it's part of life. Uh, if you have a kebab, kebab joint, so from abattoir then to the kebab, kebab center. What do you think? It's a blessing. Amen. Yeah, so we should honor. We should honor. And uh, if you, in this book, honor those who honor, I'm sure you know about it, isn't it? This will honor you. You see that round the chapters talks about results of dishonor. If you don't honor a person, you would you, you your love will be invaded by demons. I'm telling you. Are you there? If you don't honor a person, that's that fair to be honored. Whether it's your biological father or mother, whether it is your teacher. You know, whether it's your husband, your wife, I would say that honor your husband, I would say that they're with the wife according to knowledge, honor them, honor them. I mean, honor all the people that God brings away. If you don't honor them, don't honor your prophet, don't honor your husband. In demons will invade your life. I'm telling you. Are you there? That's why Jesus says that I have not a devil because I honor my father. So if you don't honor your father, devils will enter your life. May devils not enter your life in Jesus' name. I mean your loud amen. Yeah. Bible says in Luke chapter 22, verse 3. Then entered Satan into Judas, saying is carried, being the number of the twelve. Judas, demons invaded Judas' life because he decided of honoring his, his, his leader, he rather sold him. He rather was plotting to betray him. May demons not invade your life in Jesus' name. Are you there? So I'm just saying this for you to understand that this particular season is a season that you are not going to allow demons to enter your life. If you don't, if you dishonor the people that you must honor, you will, what, what happens that? You will enter into darkness. Darkness will engulf you. If somebody that God brings away, that you must honor, that you don't honor, demons will enter and also you enter into, into, into darkness. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 30, verse 20, Bible says that, Whoso curses his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. If you curse your father, discredit your mother, curse your father, spiritual father, magical father, Bible says that, what will happen to you? Your lamp will be put out in darkness. Hello? Hello? Yeah, that is very that is very scary. Isn't it scary? Very scary. May you not be put in darkness and in obscurity. 
Say amen. amen. Alright. Is that a heavy remote? Come, come, come. To the, what are you doing here? Come, come to the front. Have a heavy remote from Southside. We are coming there and we are coming already. Right. Okay, so we are going back to our car. Since then, since you are here now, we will just go back to our car. What a shock. Amen. So I'm just giving you, I'm just saying these two things, just two things, enough for you to see the importance of honoring. If you don't honor, I said what? Well, if you dishonor the you must honor, what will happen to you, number one? Yes, demons will enter your life. They will invade you. I was speaking to a young man in the course of the week. I told him that you have done a lot of, you have made a lot of mistakes. You have dishonored your mother in many ways and so on. The very young man who, uh, 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 not so young, but he listens to me a lot. He is very, he come very close to me and I talk to him and he listens. And I want to I want you to spend time with him praying. I told him that, listen, I believe that you have done a lot of things that has made, turn your father and mother's heart away from you. And, and so on, you have responded your father, responded your mother, and so on. So maybe all the problems you're having now, they are the result of this. And so on, you know, to be put in darkness, obscure, your lamp. Everybody has a lamp on his life. But if you dishonor the people that you must honor, your lamp will be put off in obscurity. Nobody will remember you. May God have mercy on us. I said, may God have mercy on us. So I want to particularly encourage you in Mankasim. This season, may you honor the Father that God has given us. I didn't hear your amen at all. So quickly today, I'll share with you on uh, the subject I call the appointed time. The appointed time. And I'm going to preach to you. Say, preach, Bishop, preach. Hallelujah. The appointed times, rather, the appointed times. Do you know, everything in this life is related to time. Time is important for this earth. In heaven, there's no time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Please try not to not to sleep. <laughs> Amen. I said in heaven, there's no time. We just there's no beginning and the end. We just go through. There's no day and night in heaven because Jesus Himself is the light of the of, of heaven. I mean, everything just carry, we just carry on, carry on on earth. Everything is related to time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, it's important how we use the time we have here. Amen. Very, very, and this is what I'm saying very carefully. Because for all of you in Makasim, it's important for you to understand what I'm saying. Say amen again. Hallelujah. Everything is related to time. 
football match. You don't play football till you die. Football match is supposed to be 90 minutes. So try and play well in the 90 minutes. Do you understand? So that you will have to score score in within the 90 and then sometimes there's injury time and extra time. They may add five minutes or something or four minutes or three minutes. But whatever, no matter how much time they add to it, the match comes to an end. Amen. When you go to school, there's a time, there's a time when the season comes to an end. Amen. I said amen. So I need you to listen to this very, 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 very important message I'm sharing with you. Because it's supposed to change your life forever. Amen. Very important. So, if you're a spiritual person, you will take what I'm saying very seriously. Reverend Thompson has been here for 15 years. The reason you can calculate is because of time. We can calculate. If you go to heaven, you can say, I've been in heaven for 10 years. We can say that someone who died and went to heaven has been in heaven for 10, 15 years. But when they arrive, they are just there. They don't, they don't even care whether it's five or ten years. They are just there enjoying heaven. Hell is also there all the time. Try not to go to hell. Amen. Tell your neighbor, somebody, tell your neighbor, try not to go to hell. They try very, very, very hard not to go to hell. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And I'm beginning to preach now. Finding Ecclesiastes. Chapter 3. Yes, mm-hmm. Powerful. Have you found it? Okay. From verse 1, of course, the person you don't know. Bible says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. Okay, everybody join me. Start your feet and let's all read together from verse 2. Everyone, we need to be loud and clear apart from. Let me step everybody apart from yourself. So let's start from verse 2. Ready to go? A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. Verse 4. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. Alright, verse number 6. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. Verse 7. A time to rain and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. Verse 8. A time to love and a time to hate. What a shock. A time of war and a time of peace. Amen. 
sit down. So, what I'm saying to you here in Mankesin is that watch the times. Wow. Amen. Understand the implication of time and how you can relate to time here on earth. Nobody is the same forever. The young grows up. And then the, those who have grown up also begin to grow old. Do you understand? Some of you sitting in church. There was a time you were very young. Now you've grown up, so you still far away. There's a time you are more preacher than you are now. But as time has gone by, although you are using all your face things, we still see that they are signs. They are signs that things are not the same. What a shock. Things are not the same that you use everything. What do you use for your face? Foundation. Foundation. You use eh? filling. They fill the bottles. But it's time. You understand? Sometimes look at your pictures. When I go to my mother's house, she has pictures when I see her. My mother, she has talked time before, I tell you. She had stand. I said, when I look at the picture, I look at her. Sit down. I look at her pictures. When she was in her late 20s and early 30s. Wow. And I look at her in uh, almost uh, in around 84, 85 years. Wow. So I look at the picture and I look at her. I look at the picture. Not there. Eh, and then she has to I'm looking. Uh, when I see her tonight, she's struggling. When she's moving, when my mother is moving, about four people have to hold her. Cha -cha 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 -cha. She can't stand on the leg. When I look at the woman's picture, and I say, hey! just enjoy life. Wow. But you see, I'm saying to you here that you've got to respect time. Say amen. And God has given every time you wake up in the morning, and then you are able to get out of get out of bed. You are when you are alive. You must tell yourself that. God has given you opportunity. Say amen. amen. Time means grace. Wow. Every time you are alive, I just want the coach. Want you to know I have a nice coat. That's all. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. It's a long time I wore coat, but I knew that I was coming to a fancy land, so I have to wear coat. But fancy is for dress anyone. <laughs> what a shock. Hello? Yeah, every time you wake up and you are alive, God has given you grace. Because not everybody went to bed and woke up. Do you know anybody who has died before? Can anybody know? Do you know anybody? Can I see your hand? Somebody who has died. Do you have any close person friend who has died before? Hmm? So, if you can, those of you outside, everybody listen to me very, I'm about to end the message I'm preaching. But I need you to understand, Eric, understand this. 
very important that every time you wake up in the morning, God has given you grace. Time means grace. Can I have an amen? I said what? Time means grace. Say it again. Time means grace. Amen. And grace means opportunity. Say grace means opportunity. So let's start. Time means grace. And grace means opportunity. So what you couldn't do yesterday, Eric, you can do it today. Otherwise, God would have called, and called you home yesterday or in the night. The Father your life means that God has given you grace. And therefore, you have opportunity to do what you ought to do. May everybody fulfill his God-given opportunity. I didn't hear your amen at all. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Yeah. So now let's quickly go to sit down. Let me go. Let me give you. I said I'm ending, so I'm summarizing the message. Five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten things you must know about time. We will end soon. Hey, we end at two o'clock. What a shock! My brothers and sisters in Mankasim. Listen carefully. Number one, there's a time of your birth. You know, you see, I want you to know that your time is determined. And that's the thing that you should get home today as you, as we, as we, uh, listen, as you listen to me. A lot of things have been determined already. And they're all time-related. The time of your birth was already determined. Before you were born. Some of you, your parents didn't expect you to be born when you were born. They were just having entertainment. And then the lady realized that she was pregnant. But in the, in the eyes of God, you are not a mistake. God had planned for you to be where you are today and to be born where you were born. Clap your hands for the Lord. Lift your right hand and say, I'm not a mistake. Say, I'm not an accident. Hallelujah. Your time of birth was determined. Yeah. Maybe your father and parents wanted to have two children. And then by mistake, the third one came and fourth one and fifth one is also on the way. Don't worry at all. It is God had determined it. If God didn't want you to be here, you will not be here. Hmm. What a word. Hallelujah. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. The time of your birth was already determined. Amen. Are you with me? So if you can understand what I'm saying well, it will make you embrace God's timing. And to make you do the reason for which God has spared your life. And made you who you are today. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Look, if you see your neighbor sleeping, hmm, his sins are forgiven. Amen. Genesis chapter 18, verse 14. Genesis 18 and verse number 14. The Bible says, listen to the word of the Lord. Is anything too hard for the Lord? 
Is anything too hard for the Lord? And he say, goes on to say, look at it. He says, at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. At the time what? Appointed. The time that we determined. You know, Abraham and Sarah and my for a while. And then goes an angel and still, and the angel told um, uh, Abraham, listen, nothing is too difficult for the Lord. It's not difficult at all. God can do anything at any time. But he said, at the time appointed. What a word. Hallelujah. So your time of birth is already appointed and determined. Amen. Yeah. He said, at the time appointed, uh, I'll return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Amen. So now, you see, you understand, you, you understand that Sarah, uh, the birth of Isaac was related to so many things. There's a reason why Isaac was not born at a particular time. There's a reason why you were born in Ghana and not in China. Some of you wish you are Chinese. What a shock. Yeah. Am I talking to you here? There's a reason. I need to carry on. Very important. Number two. Your time of death is already determined. Your time of death is also already determined. Hmm. Wow. So your time of birth is determined and then your time of death is also already determined. How many of you would like to know your time of death? You'd like to know when you will die? Can I see your hand? You don't want to know? Who would like to know when you will die? Hey, do you really want to know? If I tell you that you are going to die uh, on the 30th of September 2020, from now to 30th, you will not be able to sleep uh, or eat. <laughs> what a shock. I heard a story of a man uh, somebody told me this story yesterday of a man whose wife died in an accident, whose wife and daughter died in an accident. So this man decided that, look, in Ghana, a true story, decided that he will never sit in a car anywhere that it is, take a car, he won't go. He was a teacher from his house to school. If he has to take a taxi, take a, a, a bus, take a, he, will ne- he said that as long as he's alive, he will never take a car. Because his wife died, his wife and daughter, child, only child, died in an accident. So he hated cars. One year, two years, three years, four years, 14 years, he never sat in a car. He never sat in a car. Because it's like, ah, this thing that has killed my wife and my daughter, I'll hate it. Because he feels that sometimes, maybe it's also happened to him. So one evening, he was sitting in front of his house. When a car was, a truck was passing by. The truck, the man lost control and drove into the man's house and killed the man right at the door of his. When I heard, I said, oh, this one, it is a fable. He said, oh, it's a true story. 
The person said, I know the man personally. And I know the village, the town where the man comes from. What a shock. So you see, it's determined. That's what I'm saying. A time of death, birth is determined. A time of death is also determined. Very important. If you can hear me outside, say amen. Outside, shout amen. Very important. So, if you determine, what do you do in between? You know, a few times in the Bible, we see God changing the times. God can change the times. One day, a king was about to die. The prophet came and said, Isaiah came and said that God says that your time is up. Because of this and that and that. Set your house in order. You're going to go. And the king turned his face toward the world and prayed. And then Isaiah came and said, God has added 15 more years. May God show you mercy and may God cause you to fulfill your days before you die. May you serve God before you die. Shout amen. May God give you extra grace. May God give you opportunities. I do hear your Lord as amen. Am I talking to anybody here? May you finish your work before you die. May you finish your service before you die. May you fulfill your calling before you die. May you not die before the appointed time. May God open or give you a, a new opportunity to do what you could have done. Am I preaching to anybody here? Even if you're supposed to die end of end of September, I pray and intercede on your behalf. If you, you, you may not have finished what God called you to do, may God give you extension. Somebody shout extension. Come on, shout extension. May God extend your days. May God extend your years. May God extend your time. Amen. Sit down. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 4. Verse 6. Second Timothy chapter 4. Verse number 6. For I am already, for I am not ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. Amen. This is Paul writing. Paul is saying that I'm, I'm ready to be offered. Listen, when that time of your appointment to death comes, May you be able to look back and tell yourself, I'm glad I live my life for Jesus. Can I have an amen? amen. I know a lady who used to work at a hospice. Hospice is a place where in some hospital, I don't know whether they have some in Ghana, in, hospital, in some uh, places, um, you see that people who are, whose time of death is determined, they know that maybe you have a type of cancer, and the doctors have t- realized that you're very close, you can't be healed, you can't be cured, or you have a type of sickness that shows that the doctors have given you a short time to live. So many of the people in that type of hospital, they have maybe one month to live, or two weeks, or three months. And they all know, because the body parts are, have all collapsed. All the organs in the body have collapsed. They don't work anymore. Do you understand? You know, your body has many organs. 
He has a liver, he has a kidney, he has a heart and all that. And some of them can collapse. Today, may God revive every collapsing part of your body. Shout amen. Your heart will not collapse. Your kidney will function well. Your liver will function well. Your pancreas will function well. Shout amen. And in some of you, your stomach will function very well. Because <laughs> you like to eat and put a little food there. Now you see, but this place, people there all have been told that they are going to die. And they know. This lady who used to work at this hospital told me that it's a very frightening, I mean, a place to work. Although it's very, I mean, you have to be very extra care. Care, I mean, have extra care because they, you know that this person is going to go in two weeks. And some of them, have, all of them have been told that in two weeks you are gone. Six weeks you are gone. Three months, maximum three months you are gone. They tell them, you know, and then, um, so they, you have to prepare, write your will, call your family members, tell them that, look, by the by 30th of October, I'm gone. So they, they all those times, they all know, and they prepare themselves. But she told me that one of the things that was scary is when people have just maybe a day to go, they know that this date, what's today's date? 27th. Yeah, 28th. You are going to go. Hmm. What a shock. One, one gentleman went to the, see the doctor. And the doctor told him that. He did an exam. The doctor said, I have two pieces of news for you. One is, one is bad news. And one is worse. Do you want the worse or the bad first? Which one will you choose? Bad news and the worse news. Not good and bad. Or bad and then worse. So he asked the doctor that, which one do you want? The doctor, the, the doctor asked the patient, which one do you want? The gentleman said, give me the bad first. And the doc, before the worst one, the doctor said, you have 24 hours to live. And what can be worse than that? You have 24 hours to live. What a shock. And then the man said, well, there can never be anything that is worse than this one. So give me the worst news now. The doctor said, I should have told you this yesterday. Do you understand? 24 hours to live. I should have told you this message yesterday. That means that he is dead already. <laughs> what a shock. But this lady was telling me that when people have one day, you can see the fear in their hearts. You can see, many of them, by the time a day or two comes, they are frail already, they are almost gone. But you can see, but she said, many of them, when it is just a few hours to go, they become extra strong. Have you ever heard, them, have you ever heard somebody who, oh, we all thought he was well, and the following day he died. Have you heard that before? You say, oh, she was, he was not well at all, he was very sick, and then he, was getting, he got better, and the following day we were all surprised that he died. He said, it's a very common thing. The person is, becomes extra strong. Just a few hours to go, they become, he said that when they hold your hand, the strong you to hold your hand, you can easily break your arm. Strength. Then before they, 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 they pop off. But you can see the fear. The, the, the fright. Those who don't believe in God, who don't believe in anything, you can see how they are shivering and, and shaking. 
my prayer for you is that you'll be able to speak confidently when that time comes that I've saved God my life. Come on, can I have an amen? You may be able to say to you, be able to say what Paul, what Paul said. Paul said that my time to go up, my time to offer this year. Paul was talking about death as if it was a friend. He said, my time is I'm ready. So I am ready to be offered. Paul said that to be a, a, for me to die, for me to go to heaven, it is gain. It is it's a blessing. It's a promotion. Wow. Wow. I remember when my late wife passed, was, um, passed on and then my children wrote the tribute. One of, the, one of my sons, I, the, the young, youngest, he said that when somebody is going to America, we don't cry. We are happy that the person is going to America. And he said, Daddy, isn't America, isn't heaven nicer than America? I said, yes. So I said, why are we crying if mommy has gone to heaven? And heaven is nicer than America. I said, you believe the Bible? Bah. Now Paul was so said, I'm ready to be offered. My time of departure is at hand. So all I'm saying to everybody here, we are not, no matter how long, even Lazarus, that Jesus raised from the dead, he died again. Your fathers, do they live forever? No matter how long we pray for, how much we pray for you, how much oil we pour on your life, how many hands we lay on you, your time of departure will come. If you can hear me, when you stand under a mango tree, you don't only see brown leaves under the tree, you see green leaves as well. Brown leaves fall and green leaves fall. Everybody has their time of departure. So now listen, listen to what I'm saying very carefully. If you can take what I'm saying seriously, you will be careful the way you live because you will know that your time of departure is already determined. Amen. I said amen. Haven't you seen soccer matches? When they, they realize that it's about 10 minutes to full time and they begin to be agitated, they begin to, because they realize that their time of departure is near. They know that in 90 minutes and they saw the time and they'll tell them 10 minutes more and everybody just run around, run around because they feel that after 90 minutes, there's nothing else I can do. My friends, I came to tell you, a time will come when all our work will be over. So if you are singing, sing your very best. Can I have an amen? If you're ushering, usher your very best. If you're preaching, preach your very best. Because your time is determined. A time comes when you can never do what you are doing again. What a word. This is a serious message. Tell your neighbor, it's a very serious message. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hmm. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. My friends in Manchester, hear me and hear me well. Do your father, did they live forever? Do they live forever? Yeah. I pray for you that you will live a long time. But I cannot pray for you to live forever on this earth. I cannot do that because this earth is time related. I can pray, God, show them, show us mercy, extend our years, he heal our life. But no matter, even Lazarus that Jesus raised from the dead, he's still not alive. He died. Again. 
What a way. I came to tell you, take God seriously. Take God seriously. When the day we come for your funeral, and excuse me, we will, everybody, either you bury us or we bury you. It will happen. Either you go first or I go first. But the going there, we are going to go. But on the day of your burial, may we not have to tell lies about you. He was a great person. She was, no, 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 no. When we say you are great, you are really great in the house of God. You serve God. You love God. You did the work of God. You preach the word of God. You serve God in your lifetime. What a way. What a way. Are you still here? Am I preaching to you? Him square, are you hear what I'm saying? May you, in, in between, uh, Birth and death. We have birth and death registry. How do you do? How do you in between the time? From the time of your birth, the time of your death. What are you going to do? Amen. Amen. Thank God for when I see I was very happy. When I look at all of you, mothers, I mean grandmothers, I'm sure. Who is any of you a grandmother? Yeah, grandmothers. Bless God for grandmothers. Amen. In our church, we have praying grandmothers grandmothers can also do something for god they pray they intercede for the pastors they pray for us you don't say that oh i can't do anything you can work for god until you die shout amen, amen. shout your loudest amen. amen that is the leader of the praying grandmothers in the church dr lila leader of the praying grandmothers she organizes grandmothers so listen, grandmothers, you thank God for our children and all that. But let's also gather and they wake up in the night. I, 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 my name is on their WhatsApp, WhatsApp page. I can see them pray. Sometimes 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, they are sending messages. Wake up, pray for this, pray about this. Say, hey, they can pray, they can pray, they can pray. May everybody fulfill their role in the ministry. I didn't hear your Lord say, man. Young boy, when it's time to dance, dance for the Lord. Dance to the Lord. Grandmothers may not dance, be able to dance the way you dance, but you can do something for God. May you do your very best for Jesus. So now let me continue preaching. What a word. What a word. Manto shaka bahataya. Zibako rabami bahataya. Balito rokina falita kabasa. Mazumbra kafendi ramoka nimo tasata. Hallelujah. Paul was privileged to know the time of his departure. He said, I can sense that it's getting close. I can sense that it's getting close. That I remember the day, the, 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 up to the very day my wife passed away. I didn't know she was going to die. Because I've never seen death in that sense before. At that time, my father was alive, my mother was alive, my mother is still alive, my grandfather, my grandmother was 100 years, she was alive. Wow. Everybody was alive. I've never entered this, I've never gone for a funeral of any close relative before. Auntie, uncle, nobody. All of them were alive. So I didn't know what death was. Until that Tuesday morning, when, my, when uh, she said, my wife told me that, she, I mean, she had not fed well for just a few days. And then she said, I, I realized she didn't sleep so well in the night. So I said, let's go to the hospital. So I'd be okay. I said, well, let's go. Though she wore her skirt, she wore her, shirt, her, 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 her blouse. 
and then she lay on the bed and she sat on the bed and i was also going to i mean casual casual something because my plan was that i'm going to drop out the hospital i called my bishop i called bishop abby i said let's my uh, my wife is not feeling so well so i'll drop her at the hospital that's what these are my words i, I told bishop i'll drove i'll drop my wife off at the hospital then it was a, a holiday tuesday one tuesday's holiday and then i'll take out when we go and play golf and on my way back i will pick her and we go home that was my plan that's my name is yeti saki that's my name and that was my plan i'll drop her go and play golf with my friends on the way back i'll pick her we never had to go and play the golf the golf never came on because when i finished speaking to my bishop and then i wore my golf shirt i wore my trousers and then she was she just i heard her say lie on the bed and she said that i'm so tired and then i finished i wore my shirt, everything that said okay Juanita, let's go she will Juanita, let's go she will respond let's go that's all she was gone she was gone the golf never came on never came on the even the hospital we didn't get there she within a space of I didn't even understand what death was. I said, what is happening? What is happening? I began to shout. I called my friend Bishop Adi. She came and he, he came quickly. He didn't leave far for me. He came quickly. We moved. I didn't know. I mean, I mean what, what, is she, what is she trying to do? What is she trying to do? What is she trying to do? Her last words. I'm so tired. Tired. She was extremely feeling tired physically. She had gone for crusades and all that and so on. And uh, so this is when I hear the word tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. I feel uneasy about it. Yeah. Are you there? She had served God. She had done what she could for God. Yeah. She had done what she could. Amen? Amen. Yeah. She had done her very best. Serving God and all that. But all of us didn't know. So she said, and she just probably she was gone. Gone. I started to put her head on my laps. My wife, one of my sons was at home. She put a, I put the legs on him and as Bishad was driving, driving and honking. When we go to the hospital, the doctor opened the door of the car. She looked, the doctor looked on and he said, take her to the mortuary. That's all. That was it. She was gone. She was gone. Friends. And she was not an unbeliever. She was a dedicated Christian. Dedicated, serving God. The best she could. So I'm saying to you here. That you see. I didn't know that the day, that day, that day. What is it? One week to Christmas. Yeah. 18th of December. One week to Christmas. From that time, we've never enjoyed Christmas again. Christmas is coming, you are free. How many of you are here? How many of you are here? So all I'm saying to you today is that it's determined though. It's determined. You see, for us on earth, we are shocked. But for them, those in heaven, it's already determined. I had a dream after she passed one day. She, I saw her 
So a few weeks after, maybe a, a, a two or three months after she passed, I was sitting with my son in my friend Bishop Addis' office. My, my son had come with a math homework to, for me to help him with the homework. And I don't know maths. I'm an student. <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, I'm an student. So I don't know mathematics. So Bishop Adi did mathematics in university. I don't know why he should do something as useless as mathematics. Anyway, just that nobody should tell him. So I, 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 I took and said, please help my son. So as they sat there, then the door, office door just opened. And here walked in Juanita. She was wearing brown dress. And her favorite color was brown. She wearing brown, her face, smooth. No Mary Kay, no Vic, Victoria Secrets, nothing. But the face was smooth, properly smooth. Not the one that you feed the potholes. Hmm. Look. When I saw her, I said, what? What are you doing here? And then she came. When she came, she just sat. She came to sit down. And she said, what are you doing? I said, oh, this is Jews' homework, math's homework. And she, did, she didn't do math. She was also an art student. She did English and Spanish in university. So as she looked at the maths, complex maths homework, she took a pen and began to write the answers. Without working, write the answers. We're all shocked. <laughs> how, did you, how did you know math? How did you know math? And she said, Bishop Adi, you know mathematics. Later on, work through the process. You see that you arrive at the same answer. And she said, in heaven, we know the end from the beginning. <laughs> Hallelujah. We see the end from the beginning. We don't go through the process on earth. This were her words, on earth. You go through the process, but in heaven, we see the end from the beginning. You wait through, so you see, as you're sitting here, God sees the end from the beginning. We have to go through the process. Process. That's what I'm saying. And then various things. So just, just, just a little bit for you to know that you see, I'm just saying that, listen, very important. Your time of birth is determined, and your time of death is also determined. God hasn't told you that yet, the time of death yet. Because God doesn't want you to be uncomfortable. God doesn't want you to be unhappy. So if you say, that, oh, if I know I will die by December, I'll eat all the kenke and all the kegari and everything I'm not, you, you, you will not even be able to eat. If you know that by December 31st you will die, you will not be able to eat. You may even die before, even before December 31st. I tell you. May you serve God whilst you are alive. Short amen. I need to carry on very quickly. Number three. So you have the time of salvation, your, your, your time of birth, your time of death. Number two, your time of the time of your salvation. The time of your word. I didn't hear you. The time of your word. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse number two. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 2. For he has said, I've heard thee in thine as in a time accepted. Hallelujah. And in the day of salvation, 
have I succored thee? Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Wow. Amen. Amen. Somebody say now. now. Come on, shout now. now. Shout now again. Now. Say now now. Now now. now, 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 now. The brother sleepy. You're the reason why I'm making you to shout three times. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say now five times. Now, 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 now. now. Amen. Bible says that now is the day of salvation. So there's a time you can be saved. Hmm. Listen to this carefully. You see, if I'm not a in the man. So as you are sitting outside, you can easily fall asleep or at the edges. So make sure you stay awake. Amen. Fresh air is blowing. Fresh breeze. <laughs> listen. Listen. Him square. Are you with me? <laughs> Everyone hear me careful. Bible says that now is a day of salvation. There's a time that you can be saved. Does it mean that there's a time that you cannot be saved? Yes, the time comes when the opportunity is gone. That is why the Bible says that now is the day of salvation. Today. Today is the day of salvation. As I'm preaching here today, there's some people hearing me and listening carefully. God says, I should tell you today is your day of salvation. I'm telling you. Maybe it's not that you never hear preaching anymore. It's not that you never go to church anymore. But maybe a certain conviction will not come your way again. I remember a pastor preaching. He preached and preached and preached. There was a man sitting in church. And the man came and said, Pastor, I don't know why when you preach, I don't feel convicted. The man came to tell the pastor. I don't have any, the, pastor, the man said, when you came to this city at first, when you preach, I will have conviction in my heart. When you preach, but now I don't have any conviction anymore. The man was living careless, living anyhow. And the pastor said, look into the palms of your hand. The first time you had an implement to weed or to do something, you, you had blisters in your palms. Am I right? You have blisters. What do you call blisters in front of you? Pardon? Pomponja, pomponja, pomponja. What a shock. You have pomponja in your hands. The first time you are weeding, you, I don't know if you have weeded with color before. How many of you have had pomponja in your hands before? Pomponja. Yes. Pomponja. That means fake boy, boy like, like fire. Yes. And when you pound the food, you will see that you have you are blisters. But when you keep on pounding and pounding and pounding, the blisters don't come anymore because you develop what they call hardness of hands. Your palm becomes so hard that the blisters don't come anymore. So the pastor told the church member, it's not because I'm not preaching well. It's not because my message is not anointed, but you develop a condition the Bible calls hardness of hearts. Your heart has become so hard that you cannot be convicted anymore. It means that the man's time of salvation is past. I'm sure there are people here in Mankasim who used to come to church. People that uh, Reverend Thompson used to visit. But doesn't visit them anymore because they have gotten so used to his preaching. Gotten so used to him that they don't mind him anymore. They don't take him serious anymore. 
Be careful when you stop taking your pastor's message seriously. Be careful when you stop taking it seriously. Be careful when your pastor preaches, you don't have conviction anymore. Your pastor is preaching, you are sending WhatsApp, you are chewing gum, you are chatting. You don't take the message seriously anymore. Be careful when you get to the place where the pastor's message does not convict you again. I'm preaching. Hold your own ear and pull your ear and say, the man is talking to me. The man is talking to me. Say, the man is talking to me. I'm preaching to you here. Some of you, when the pastor is preaching, you are, you are, you are used to the pastor's stories. You are used to the pastor's messages. So you, when the pastor is preaching, you are even forgotten about this life. You are chatting, you are chewing your gun. You brought a gun like a balloon. I mean, you, 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 are, you are totally lost concentrate because you are used to your pastor's preaching. Be careful. Pull your ear one more time. You say, I'm going to be careful. I'm going to be careful. I'm going to be careful. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Watch out for people who used to serve God, who used to come to church early. They sit in front, but as time has gone by, they don't come early anymore. They don't sit in front anymore. They stay outside. They're no more interested in what is going on. They leave the choir. They leave a choir. But they are doing other things. Be careful. Watch out for most people. A sign something is happening to them. Something is happening to them. You used to cry when your pastor preaches, but I don't cry anymore because you're doing a condition called hardness of hearts. I'm preaching. Are you there? One day, I, my mother, my mother took uh, one of my siblings to a full gospel meeting several years ago. She started going to full gospel and she full gospel breakfast meeting. She took one of my siblings there. And then when they went there, when the man was, when the preacher was making altar call, that's my brother. He could say all that the pastor was going to say before the pastor spoke it. He said, he would say, close your eyes. He would say, lift your right hand. He would say, today is your day of salvation. He will say, if you want to give your life to Christ, lift your right hand. Now stand to your feet. Everybody close your eyes. All the pastors, he has he is used to it. So he could even preempt the preaching. He could say what the pastor is going to say before the pastor got there. What a shock. So it's like, I know the gimmicks. I know these things. I know these things. That's how it is. And sometimes, you see, at a point, I realize that it's a very serious place to get to. A very serious condition where you get so used to the message that there's no more conviction. The thing doesn't enter your spirit. It's a long time. It's a long time you heard a message that even made you cry. Some time ago, you used to cry about the word of God. You said, when you answer your zen, I didn't Copra. You're looking at me. I'm preaching. In Makube, in Makube. I don't know why it's called in Makube. I thought women are softer. But I don't know why that Kube is called in Makube. No, in Makube. No, in Makube. Hard. Hard. So if that's how you become, you don't give. When they preach about Taita, I say, I won't give. When they preach, only two cities I'll give. That's why I will never give. May God deliver you this morning in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You see, one of the greatest blessings, let me tell you this, and we also we are proud about it. One of the greatest blessings we have in our ministry 
is the young people we have in our ministry. I'm so happy when I see these young girls singing for God. Because you see, it's been said that between the up to the age of 23 is the time when people give their life to Christ. After 23, only about 10% of people give their life to Christ after 23 years. 10 or 15%. Many people give their life to Christ before 23 years. If you are lucky, after 23, you give your life, you are lucky. <laughs> you are just lucky. You are in the 10%. Yeah. When did you get born again? You are 15 years. Maybe the girl was 15 years when she got born again. Yeah. Raymond, Pastor when were you born again? 18 years. So if you got born again after 23, you are in a minority. How old are you? 17. She's in the choir already. How old are you? 24. How long have you been in the choir? This month. How long have you been born again? When did you get born again? 18 years. 18, 18, 21, 22. That's all. 23. Those who come later. It is just luck. Just why lucky? So bless God for the young people we have in our churches. Shout amen. Grandmother, you are an exception. Uh, exception. Grandmother, exception. I'm telling you. But we are proud that we have young people. And you see, that is why we go to schools. We go for, we go and preach to this because at that stage, their heart is tender. But when they see life, and they see things, and they have experience, and they do something, when you are preaching, they know what you will say already. They know what you say already. Reverend Louis. When did you get born again? You want them to know. When did you get born again? University. Or secondary school? No, before. Day before university. Yeah. He was a bad boy. <laughs> this is my very, very, this is my special aide camp. Reverend Louis, for many years. Many years. He was, he was going to, he went to school at St. Augustine's. Look at, take your fingers and see how handsome you are. Look at this, uh, let them see how handsome you are. Do you believe that he has smoked weed before? Do you believe he has smoked weed before? This one, do you believe that he, has, he, has, he used to be a drunkard? Yes. Look at such a handsome man. But bless God for salvation. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Amen. I said amen. amen. So if you are saved today, you must clap your hands and give God praise that God has saved you, God has delivered you before you cross a certain line. Amen. I said amen. Yeah. I want to get to this gentleman wearing the blue face mask. He's one of the exceptions. I should go there. I won't go there. If I go there, he may not join me the next time I go on a trip. Akukoi, <laughs> bless God for salvation. These are the exceptions. Exceptions. Yes. But many of us will meet Christ at a certain point in our time, in our lives. So I'm saying, if you came to church today, somebody invited you. Today, I'll give you an opportunity because now is the day of salvation. Can I have an amen? 
Now is a day of what? Salvation. I always tell the story of going to preach at Greenberg Secondary School. And I preached. I preached years ago, several years ago. When I finished preaching, there was a young lady who came to see me. Her name was Abigail. She said, Bishop, I was not Bishop, I was not even, I, was, I, was, I don't know whether I was not a pastor. But he said, Pastor, when you're preaching, everything you said was about my life. I said, You knew me. All the examples are about me. So I asked her, Why did you two come forward to give your life to Christ? She said, This is the third time. We have to, in two months' time, we are going to go on vacation. Then I will serve God all my life. But this time, I have only two months' time to enjoy school, to have some fun. So he said, Pastor, the person who told me that everything I said was about her, she told me also that I'm not ready now. Two, in two months' time, I'll finish. In two months' time, I'll be done. Then I'll serve God the rest of my life. As she spoke to me, I looked and said, Abigail, what is wrong with you? I wish I know the combination numbers of your heart to, to open up and for you to give your heart to Christ. I can't force you to, to turn over your back. She said, I, I said, Come, can't you pray now? So no, I'm not ready to pray now. In two months, I'll be finished. In two months, I'll go to church. In two months, I'll start serving God. Two months' time. Exactly two weeks after, you know how the story ended. I was in my room when my friend opened and said, eh, Brother, 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 it's so what's happening. He said, Do you remember the lady who came to tell Abigail she's dead? Two weeks after she came and talked to me, after I went and preached, and so many gave the letter, she said, Everything you said was about me. But in two weeks, it's only two months. But she actually had two weeks. She had mal- ordinary malaria. On the way to the hospital, I don't know what complex thing they drove into her, uh, in her. On the way to her, in the test, when they got there, she was dead. Two weeks. Perhaps I was Abigail's last stop. Last stop. I was the last stop for Abigail before she would die. Maybe as I'm standing here, I'm your last stop. Today, if you hear his word, don't harden your hearts. If you can hear me, hear me well. Maybe, maybe, maybe I just said maybe. Maybe. You are the re- for you know, you are the reason for this whole service. Maybe you are the, you are the reason for this whole service. You are the reason. Now is the day of salvation. Sit down, let me continue. Number, number four. Can I, can I know the time, real time? Hmm. Okay. Very good. I'm going to be ending. Number four. So we have looked at the time of birth, the time of death, the time of your salvation. Number four. The time for your maturity. The time for your what? Maturity. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. Hebrews 5, 12. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that 
one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And uh, I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meats. There must come a time when you mature. Say amen. There must come a time when you also become a center leader. And a basenta leader. Am I home now? Are you sitting here? There must come a time when you graduate from being a baby, making your pastor a babysitter. Every day you must get a phone call before you come to church. Today, I'm sure pastors have made so many calls. Will you come? Will you come? Oh, pastor, I didn't sleep early. Hey, shame on you. After being in the church for three years, after today, we have to call you before you come to church. J-O-Y, shame. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. H-A-P-P-Y, shame. At this stage of your life, you need a phone call before you come to church. <laughs> After being in the church for three years, for two years, we still have to come and pick you before you come. H-A-P-P-Y. I said, HABPY. Yeah. You must move to maturity. A time comes when you mature from being a baby. Baby Christians, ah, today they didn't make me sing the solo, so I would have lived the choir. I'm going to join the choir ladies. When I go to the choir ladies, they didn't make me save the pastor water. So today I'm moving my choir ladies to become a prayer warrior. When I go to prayer meeting, every day you are moving, you, you are not stable. A time has come when you now mature. I see you maturing in the name of Jesus. May you mature in the house of God. Come on, shout amen. Paul said that you ought to be teachers. We need many more churches in Makassim and this vicinity. If you didn't shout amen, you are a suspect. If you didn't shout amen, you are a suspect. We need ladies like you to become lady pastors. And minister shepherds and center leaders. Shout amen. At the back, can you hear me? You can hear me. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Your time of maturity must come right now. You've been around long enough. You've been around long enough. Yes. You've been here for too long for you not to do anything in the church. Ask your neighbor, what do you do in the church? Ask him. Ask him about what do you do in the church? Even tight, you don't pay. Even tight, you don't pay. <laughs> Come on tight, you don't pay. Come on tight, you don't pay. Ask your neighbor, Ayawana, Ayawana, Ayawana. Kato Shaka Bataya. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. We, we are going to have many more churches in this town. We are going to have many more church buildings in this town. We are going to have many more centers in this city. Shout amen. You will be a center leader. You will be a mature leader. You also be organized and bringing people to church. I do hear Lord say amen. Will you do it? Will you do it?
Do you know how to see somebody who is mature? Shall I give you one, just one sign? One sign of a mature person. Someone who is becoming a leader. When we finish church and we share the grace, see whether anybody will come to you. If nobody comes to you, you are not leading anybody. You are just alone. When you see the real leaders, when they end church, everybody goes, oh, pastor, can I see you? Oh, you see that the sheep gather around the shepherd. That's a person. That's a sign. When nobody gathers around you, when nobody comes to you to say, oh, I came to church, oh, and nobody, then it means that you are not doing anything. Because the sheep gather around the shepherd. If you're becoming a shepherd, a sign that, I know why you are quiet, you're thinking about yourself. <laughs> I said, you're thinking about yourself. Are you there? If nobody comes to you, not to say hello, but say, oh, hey, sister, what's your name? Say, Sandra, hey, I came, I came, hey, you came. As you're talking, person has come. You see, you see real shepherds, people have gathered around them, many people. You can't even finish me talking to them. That's a real shepherd. So from today, watch out as you stand and looking around like that. Hey, why am I looking around? Nobody's, even flies, bro, are not coming towards you. Mosquitoes, flies, no, no, nothing is coming. You're just kind of like that. Hey, hey. They are even flies are running away from you. What a shock. <laughs> but real mature, those who, those who are becoming mature, because when you are becoming mature, you give birth to others. Amen. I said amen. When my children were young, after check, they ran to me because they are my fruits. So your children will come to you. If nobody comes to you, you don't have any child spiritually. Yeah. Look at the baby, the, the mother kind of baby. If they put the baby down, baby will just begin to crawl towards the mother. Because you go to the one who feeds you. So if nobody comes to you, it's a sign that you are not mature. Clap your hands for the Lord, somebody. What a way. Eric, does anybody come to you? When service ends. Does anybody come to you? If the first someone to come and even ask you for five CDs, it's a sign. It's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a feeder. Your children will come to you. They will come to you. Amen. Sometimes when I see my, my bishop, after seven, people can sit in the meeting, want to see him. So my, my children go to first lab. Sometimes they come home. At 3 a.m., they go to church Sunday morning. They come 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. or 5 or even 6 a.m. They're just hanging around the shepherd. Hanging around. Hanging around. You're standing there. (laughs) Nobody comes around you. I said, nobody comes around you. May you mature in the name of Jesus. May you grow up in the name of Jesus. May you become a father and a mother to somebody. May God use you in the ministry. All those who are sleeping, shout amen. <laughs> Let me finish now. Truly, truly, I'm finishing. But I've enjoyed this message, I tell you. From today, nobody in Mankasin will become useless. Will become an entity. 
you become fruitless yes number five jump into other things hallelujah a time for your fruitfulness a time for your fruitfulness look at the mango tree standing there hello this is a sign that my time is up look at the mango tree out, out there if you see you, you see mangoes coming up those of you at the edge can you see mangoes yes. professor chief justice champion what's your name eddie i've never heard anybody sing praises with a beautiful song like this before eh? take my life take my life hey, this is what i didn't know that, 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 that this is a praise and worship song <laughs> what a shock but anyway can you see the mangoes coming up it's a sign that the truth has been there for a long time i see you entering the time of your fruitfulness in the name of jesus you are going to bear much fruit marcusin church you are going to bear much fruit may you enter the season of your fruitfulness may god multiply you may god increase you may you bear much fruit in jesus name in jesus name there's a time of fruitfulness mark chapter 11 mark chapter 11 verse 20 and the bible says in the morning as they passed by that's when jesus rebuked the tree which didn't bring forth which had only the tree hello the tree had only leaves but there were no fruits and the bible says that jesus cursed the tree and the morning when they passed by they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots and peter called it into remembrance said unto him master behold the fig tree which thou castest is withered away the fig tree had leaves but there were no fruits one day a certain man jesus told the parable of a man who had a garden he planted fruits in the trees in the garden he wanted the garden to bring forth fruits but there was no fruits so he decided that i'm going to cut the tree down and his servant said please sir give it one more year i see god give you another opportunity to bear fruits shut amen he said give it because the master said it is just occupying space the tree is standing here for a long time. There's a mango tree in my house. For a long time, for four years, five years, no fruit was coming. When they come, I was coming, cut it down. Cut it down. And he cut the tree down. That was the end of the tree. Yeah. Because it's occupied. Every day they are cleaning the leaves. They are washing, they are cleaning the place. Meanwhile, no fruits. I am the, the landlord. I say, cut it down. That was the end. Mm. Mm. Now I bought a real cutter machine that cuts trees any tree that misbehaves pa, 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 it will go down just now i bought it i got it uh two weeks ago i, I said this thing you should keep it here when i point to this tree it's going down <laughs> yeah the man said cut it down and the 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 boy said i said let's give it one more year i see god give you a chance to bear fruits Give you a chance to become useful in the church of God. Shut amen. Two more points and we are done. 
Hallelujah. Number six. Your time of enlargement. You are entering your time of enlargement. Your time of enlargement. May God enlarge you. May God increase you. May God multiply you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Listen. Look at Revelations chapter 14. Verse 15. And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice. To him that sat on the cloud. Thrust in thy sickle and the reap. For the time is come. For thee to reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat on the cloud thrusts his sickle and on the earth, and the earth was and the, and the earth was reaped. Look at Isaiah chapter 54, verse 1. Now listen, friends, I'm saying to you here, you're going to enter your you're entering your time of enlargement. There's a time when God enlarges you. Listen, you can do all that you can, but I sense as I came to Marcusin, I feel that this ministry, this church, our time of enlargement is here. Yeah. <laughs> Should I say it again? Yeah. Our time of enlargement is here. Yeah. God will increase us. Yeah. God will multiply us. Yeah. God will make us mega. Yeah. Somebody shout mega. Yeah. Shout mega. Yeah. We are not there yet. We are not, but we are entering that season now. May you be a partaker of our time of enlargement. Shout amen again. Are you still here? Throw in the sickle and reap for the time of her harvest is here. God will increase us. Let's go on because let's go on. Next verse, next one, and then we carry, we, we finish. Now, the next important thing that you're going to have. It's your time of testing. Wow. Your time of testing. How many points do you have? Seven. Seven. Number one is what? Your time of birth. Number two? Number three? Time of salvation. Number four? Time of maturity. Number five? Time of fruitfulness. Number six? Enlargement number seven, testing. Everybody will be tested. Hmm. Amen. Ephesians chapter six, verse thirteen. Write it down. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all. Stand. And having done all stand. Everybody will be tested. All those who are sleeping, say amen again. I see a gentleman in a black and white shirt at the back. Outside, black and white. Uh-huh. Sit up, sit up properly. So that you will not be dreaming in the church. Your time of what? Your time of what? Testing. You'll be tested. You'll be tested. You say you belong to Jesus, you'll be tested. You say you belong to Lighthouse, 
UD, loyalty house, you'll be tested. Anything that you claim you stand for, you'll be tested. You'll be tested. Your time of testing. Hmm. Amen. There's a day called the evil day. A day that is called what? Evil day. Bible says, having done all, stand. May you stand on that evil day. When the time of testing, you say it belongs to God, you'll be tested. You'll be tested. You say, oh, me, I'm waiting. Uh, uh, I want to, I want to uh, have sex when I marry. You'll be tested. Some foolish will come and cross you. They're looking at me. I'm preaching to you. You'll be tested. You'll be tested. Now, three areas of your tests. Bible says that now there are three things that remain. Hope, faith, and love. And the greatest is love. Amen. Amen. Your hope will be tested. Your, la- your, your faith will be tested. Your love will be tested. Your hope in God. When you get a good job, when you go to Senegal to bring Kako, and you prosper small, and you get some second-hand car to buy, or motorbike, we'll see whether you still believe in heaven. Many people who had hope of eternity, when God prospers them, they lose their hope. They fail the test of hope. The test of hope is eternity. When God blesses you, you, be, you can become so full of yourself and full of this earth that you don't think about heaven anymore. That's when your hope will be tested. Whether in spite of your blessing, you believe in heaven. Some people, when they are blessed, oh, I mean, I'm in heaven already. Oh, look at the car. Look at my house. I'm in heaven. You, your house can never be compared to heaven. Say Amen. Your hope will be tested. Your faith will be tested. Your faith. You believe in God. When you go through crisis and difficulty, will you still hold on to the word of God? Your faith will be tested. May you pass the test of faith. Your love will be tested. So you love your neighbor. You love God. You love your friends. When you, 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 things happen, you become bitter. Become angry. I'm going to my Zion. I'm going to my EP. I'm going to whatever and so on. Your love will be tested. May you never fail the test of love. May you never fail the test of faith. May you never fail the test of hope. May you hold on to God all through life. Because your time of testimony. As I'm preaching, eh? You are listening to it all. Many of the things that we have preached, one day, you'll be tested on what you have heard. What you have heard that's preached, you'll be tested on it. One day of, when that day of test comes, may you pass that test. I said, may you not fail that test. May it never be that you never heard us preach what we have preached. Stand to your feet, everybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lift your two hands up to the Lord. Everybody stand to your feet. Everybody lift your two hands and sing it with me.
when you close your eyes with me. Now, very, very briefly, wherever in the world you are hearing me, you are watching me on Facebook, you are listening to me right here in this city, in this town. You are outside, you can hear my voice, you can't see me, but you can hear my voice. I'm going to pray with you today. I believe there are many people who are the borderline. Today, I want to pray with you. You need Jesus in your heart. You want to say, Pastor, I want to take God seriously. I'm a sinner, but I believe Jesus died for me. Today, I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. If you're here right now, whether inside or outside, anywhere you are, you say, I don't want to joke with my salvation. I don't want to joke with God. If you're here right now, you need Jesus in your heart. Lift up your right hand and I shall pray for you. Lift up your right hand. I see you. Lift it up high. Outside, inside. I want to pray for you especially. Very, very seriously. Lift it up high. High above your head. I see so many of you. Today is your day of salvation. Don't let today pass by. If you're under the canopy there, you're outside there, you're outside there, you're inside. Lift your hand up. You want to say, today, I need Jesus in my heart. Lift your hand up. Father, look at every hand that is lifted. Today, may there be salvation in their hearts. Let not today pass by without them giving their heart to you. Now, if you have lifted your hand up, you need Jesus in your life. You really mean business with God. Come to me from where you are. Come. Come to me. Come right now. Come to the front. My sister, come. Come. Come closer, come closer. Come closer. Oh, Jesus. Close your eyes, everybody. Everybody, please, no chatting. No chatting. Close your eyes with me. Close your eyes with me. Wherever you are standing, I'm going to make this invitation again. Maybe you have not been very serious. You are born again, but you have not been serious. You have not taken, you have not been serious in the past few months. You want to say, from today, I want to be serious with God. Come, come and join them here. Come, quickly, quickly, quickly. Come now, I'm waiting for you. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them. You want to say, I want to take God, I want to be serious now. I want to take my going to church, serving God seriously. Come, 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 come. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Bakume. Namini. Lift your two hands up high. Lift everybody in front. Lift your two hands up high. Say with me, 
Dear Lord Jesus. The whole church, join us as we pray. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. From today, I'm giving my heart to you. My heart belongs to you. From today, my life belongs to you. From today, I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. Save me. Make me your child. I promise to follow you. I promise to save you. I promise to love you the rest of my life. From today, I am yours and you are mine. From today, my life belongs to you. From today, my whole days belong to you. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart. From now, from now, from this very moment, I promise to save you till I die. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you so much for these wonderful lives. I pray that you bless them. You help them. Show them kindness. Show them mercy. Honor them. Let their lives always be dedicated to you. Let them never turn away from you. Let them walk with you the rest of their lives. Thank you, Father, for salvation. Thank you, Father, for giving me the chance to save you again. I pray that these people here will continue to save you, to love you, to walk with you, and to, and to trust in you the rest of their lives. Rule and reign in their lives, oh God. Thank you for sparing their lives from death and making them respond to your call. Be glorified in every life here. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Are you excited? Wow, I thank God for all of you in your lives. And today marks a day of new beginning for you. Amen. I'm sure uh, what's going to happen. Yeah, we want to take your name. How many of you have phone? You have phones. Can I see? You have a phone. How old are you? 19, 20, 17. Only have mobile phone. Wow. <laughs> there are credits on your phone. You have credits. You say Kako. <laughs> All right, beautiful. Go there. Our pastors will talk to you very quickly and then you will come back to your seats. Okay. Clap for them as you go. 